0: To destroy the tree ancestors, the and ancestors Share a The century. The sun is
1: shining The grass is green The orange and palm trees sway sway. There's never been such a day In Beverly Hills, L.A. But it's December the 24th No children Mutiny Radio man was he, he Mary the Queen
2: target all along. Certainly it was closer to where Hines stood. There was a snapping sound, very thin, like a twig, and Fletcher's left hand closed into a fist so tight his nails cut into his palm. A kind of dancing sickness raced up from his wrist to his forearm, to his flopping elbow, and finally to his shoulder, the side of his neck, and to his gums. He could even feel the shock in his teeth on that side, or in the fillings. A grunt escaped him. He bit his tongue and shot sideways in the chair. The gun was gone from his ear, and Ramon caught him. If he hadn't, Fletcher would have fallen on the gray tile floor. The stylus was withdrawn. Where it had touched, between the second and third knuckles of the left hand, there was a small hot spot. It was the only real pain, although his arm still tingled and the muscles still jumped. Yet it was horrible being shocked like that. Fletcher felt he would seriously consider shooting his own mother to avoid another touch of the little steel dildo. An atavism, Hines had called it. Someday, he hoped to write a paper. Hines's face loomed down, lips pulled back, and teeth revealed in an idiotic grin, eyes alight. How do you describe it? he cried. Now, while the experience is still fresh, how do you describe it? Like dying, Fletcher said in a voice that didn't sound like his own. Hines looked transported. Yes, and you see, he has wet himself. Not much, just a little, but yes. And Mr. Fletcher, stand aside, the bride of Frankenstein said. Don't be an ass, let us take care of our business. And that was only one quarter power, Hines said in a tone of awed confidentiality. And then he stood aside and refolded his hands in front of him. party host Fletcher did not think this was play acting Escobar picked up the red and white pack the kind of pack any free man or woman could buy at any newsstand like the one Fletcher remembered on 43rd Street and shook out a cigarette Fletcher took it knowing he might be dead before it burned all the way down to the filter no longer a part of this earth he felt nothing back the cover of his gold-plated lighter. He flicked the wheel. The lighter produced a flame. Fletcher was aware of Heinz's infernal machine humming like an old radio, the kind with tubes in the back. He was aware of the woman he had come to think of without a trace of humor as the Bride of Frankenstein, looking at him the way the coyote in the cartoons looked at the Roadrunner. He was aware of his heart beating, of the remembered circular feel of the cigarette in his mouth, a tube of singular delight, some playwright or other had called it, and of the beat of his heart, incredibly slow. Last month, he'd been called upon to make an after-luncheon speech at the Club International, where all the foreign press geeks hung out, and his heart had beat faster then. Here it was, and so what. Even the blind found their way through this. Even his sister had, there by the river. Fletcher bent to the flame. The end of the Marlboro caught fire and glowed red. Fletcher drew deep, and it was easy to start coughing. After three years without a cigarette, it would have been harder not to cough. He sat back in the chair and added a harsh gagging growl to the cough. He began to shake all over, throwing his elbows out, jerking his head to the left, drumming his feet. Best of all, he recalled an old childhood talent and rolled his eyes up to White's. During none of this did he let go of the cigarette. Fletcher had never seen an actual epileptic fit, although he vaguely remembered Patty Duke throwing one in the Miracle Worker. He had no way of knowing if he was doing what epileptics actually did, but he hoped that the unexpected death of Tomas Herrera would help them to overlook any false notes in his own act. Shit, not again, Hines cried in a shrill near screen. In a movie, it might have been funny. Grab him, Ramon, Escobar yelled in Spanish. He tried to stand up and struck the table so hard with his meaty thighs that it rose up and thumped back down. The woman didn't move, then Fletcher thought, she suspects. I don't think she even knows it yet, but she's smarter than Escobar, smarter by a mile, and she suspects. Was this true? With his eyes rolled up, he could see only a ghost of her, not enough to really know if it was or not, but he knew. What did it matter? Things had been set in motion, and now they would play out. They would play out very fast. Ramon, Escobar shouted. Ramon, his tongue was still safely unswallowed. A person couldn't swallow his own tongue, not unless it was cut off. Ramon clearly did not watch the Marlboro in Ramon's eye. Ramon shrieked and jerked backward. His right hand rose toward his face where the still burning cigarette hung askew in the socket of his eye. But his left hand remained on Fletcher's shoulder. It was now tightened down to a clamp. And when he stepped back, Ramon pulled Fletcher's chair over. Fletcher spilled out of it, rolled over, and got to his feet. Hines was screaming something, words maybe. But to Fletcher, he sounded like a girl of about 10, screaming at the sight of a singing idol, one of the Hansons, perhaps. Escobar wasn't making any noise at all, and that was bad. Fletcher didn't look back at the table. He didn't have to look to know that Escobar was coming for it. Instead, he shot both hands forward, grabbed the butt of Ramon's revolver, and pulled it from its holster. Fletcher didn't think Ramon even knew it was gone. He was screaming a flood of Spanish and pawing at his face. He struck the cigarette, but instead of coming free, it broke off, the burning end still stuck in his eye. Fletcher turned. Escobar was there, already around the end of the long table, coming for him with his fat hands out. Escobar no longer looked like a fellow who sometimes did the TV weather and talked about high pressure. Get that Yankee son of a bitch, the woman spat. Fletcher kicked the overturned chair into Escobar's path, and Escobar tripped on it. As he went down, Fletcher thrust the gun out, still held in both hands, and shot it into the top of Escobar's head. Escobar's hair jumped. Gouts of blood burst from his nose and mouth and from the underside of his chin where the bullet came out. Escobar fell flat on his bleeding face. His feet drummed on the gray tile floor. The smell of shit rose from his dying body. The woman was no longer in her chair but she had no intention of approaching Fletcher she ran for the door fleet as a deer in her dark shapeless dress Ramon still bellowing was between Fletcher and the woman sister Fletcher shot her twice and then Ramon's gun clicked empty two was enough the woman went sliding down the door her bright eyes never leaving Fletcher's you were the one who was supposed to die those eyes said I don't understand this you were the one who was supposed to die her hand clawed at her throat once Hold out your... was closer to where Hunt